Welcome back to the second episode of season three of Impact Stories with Nick Kershaw. I am Nick Kershaw, and for this month, we are going to be building around the concept of power, what it takes to be powerful. We're delving today into a world that usually falls one of two ways. You either know about it and think, yeah, I like that, or you don't know a clue about it and it sounds a bit crazy. It's called permaculture and it's central to our concept of what it takes to create powerful communities. It's a system that's revolutionizing our approach to sustainable living and community development. This is the power that lies within any community. And although we'll be looking at a wonderful example here from Western Jordan, the lessons, the ideas, and the concepts are transferable to any community, to your community, to your life. That's the power of a big idea. As we consider the word power, we often have negative connotations, abuse of power, destructive power. The famous quote, power corrupts and absolute power corrupts absolutely. So how do you become a powerful instigator of change without falling prey to these pitfalls? How do you harness this power for good? The answer lies in redefining power. True power in the context of change isn't about exerting control or dominance. Instead, it's about influence, inspiration, and catalyzing positive action. It's the power to mobilize, to uplift, and to transform, not just the physical environment, like we see in permaculture projects, but also the societal and community landscapes. The essence of this positive power is rooted in empathy, collaboration, and deep understanding of the interconnectedness of all our actions. It's about using one's ability and resources to create an environment where change can organically grow and flourish. It involves listening as much as leading, learning as much as teaching, and giving as much as taking. In the realm of social impact and community development, this full power is especially poignant. It's seen in the collective efforts of communities rallying around a cause, in the innovative approaches to problem solving, and in the sustainable impact of projects that go beyond the surface. Being a powerful instigator of change means embodying the principles you advocate. It's about leading by example, demonstrating what's possible, empowering others to do the same. This kind of power doesn't corrupt. Instead, it enriches and ennobles and creates a legacy of positive change that endures. And in embracing this redefined concept of power, we open ourselves to the potential of being agents of meaningful, lasting change. A change that strengthens communities, respects our environment, and builds a better world for future generations. This is the power that lies at the very heart of permaculture, and at the very heart of a small community in one of the most arid places on earth, just north of the Dead Sea in Jordan. So unless you're driving, or in a position where closing your eyes is a danger to yourself or those around you, I want you to briefly close your eyes. Breathe in deep. And imagine the hottest moment of your life. That time when you felt the sun beating down on your skin, 
I want you to remember how that felt on your skin. Remember what the air felt like as it breathed in, how each breath took more effort than you'd experienced ever before, your mouth slowly drying up with each intake. You walk and you feel your back heat up, a bead of sweat runs all the way down your spine under your shirt. That heat begins to spread across your body, you can feel it everywhere. And now you've connected with those memories. Imagine that all around you lies a vast expanse of nothing but dry land. No greenery, just rolling hills with the heat waves shaking off the horizon. You look up, it's simply blue skies and that bright raging sun on your face. Now, in your mind's eye, walk with me towards a seemingly inconspicuous wall amidst the desert. As we approach this small opening, a gateway, step through it with me. Instantly, you're engulfed in a calming shade. The air here is different, it's fresher, easier to breathe, your skin cools, you feel a breeze. How come they feel a breeze? You can hear the trickling of running water. A stark contrast. The sun's harshness gives way to dappled light filtering through lush green leaves. All around you there's a vibrant tapestry of plants, fruit trees, vegetables, flowers, all thriving. This is permaculture in action. This is green in the desert. Take a listen. Aside from the running water, there's a buzz in the air. The sound of a community. You can hear women laughing, the soft murmur of conversation, kids playing and shrieking. You hear it all. People are working, learning and sharing. They are the heartbeat of this oasis, the architects of this green miracle in the midst of the desert. This project is a testament to what can be achieved when we work in harmony with nature, when we dare to dream and act, to turn a barren landscape into flourishing ecosystems. It is an oasis, but not just of plants and water, but of hope, of community, of life. Green in the desert stands against the negative news in the world. It stands against the fears of the region. It stands against the insecurities you feel about the future. The optimism is palpable. It, inside these walls, everything just suddenly feels possible because we're seeing that over a matter of decades, they've defied the meaning of impossible. haven't already you should probably open your eyes again now and carry this image with you let it be a reminder of the power of human ingenuity resilience of the profound impact we can have when we come together for a greater purpose and let's consider why this project in the small community of aljofa in west jordan is a beautiful example of the power of nature to heal so many of the troubles we hold as individuals and as communities and even as a species. The project is led by the visionary Jeff and Nadia Lawton. 
alongside a group of immensely motivated and impressive humans, including Hael, the manager of the site, and Sam, an incredibly inspiring human who has a way of communicating that simply elevates any room in which he's in. What is truly remarkable, and something I only learned in my recent visit, is that they were working away for 10 years, testing, growing, adapting, evaluating, and proving their concept before they opened their doors for the world to see. 10 years of patience, 10 years of diligence, 10 years of belief, through the ups and downs, the droughts and the storms. In a world where news gives us a breaking story every few moments and the speed of our gratification requirements becomes ever faster, a project that did not share progress for 10 years is almost unbelievable. After eight years, almost nine years now, of trying to build the impact marathon dream myself and feeling the impatience of needing to build faster, grow faster, and the pressure of not seeing enough progress each day, I can honestly say this blew me away. And then since opening their doors to students of permaculture, community members, research institutes, the project has continued that steady progress. This permaculture initiative stands as a testament to both human resilience and the resilience of nature. In an area once defined by arid conditions and saline water, Green in the Desert has emerged as this lush oasis defying those harsh desert environments. And this project wasn't simply about planting trees. Let's, let's move from that quite quickly. It was about revolutionizing the way we interact with our land through innovative water management techniques such as swales and mulching. Jeff and his team captured and conserved precious moisture. But it's not just about rainfall. It's also about harnessing our own water usage, ensuring no wastewater goes unused. Natural filters, banana trees that love grey water, all combine to maximise every element of our own human interactions with the land. They transform the barren soil using composting and nitrogen-fixing plants, creating a fertile ground for a diverse food forest to thrive. Now, Later in the series, we're going to do a deep dive on permaculture where we'll talk about soil quality and swales and all of these words that maybe don't mean that much today, but it's not really the point of today's show. Permaculture at its core is about harmonizing the natural ecosystems. It's a design philosophy that mimics the patterns and relationships found in nature creating systems that are not only sustainable, but also regenerative. Now, when I first heard about it, I was 18 years old. And I was walking through the woodlands of Surrey in England, where my best friend, Tim, has his farm. He was passionately talking to me about things like soil quality, about natural solutions to the impact of big agriculture, and about the concept of natural capital. I thought he sounded a bit of a hippie and instantly turned off a little bit. I listened intently, but I was certain he was missing important bits of information in the pursuit of sharing his pipe dream and this slightly out there concept of permaculture. Tim now runs an amazing company called The Lander. 
that brings all the data mapping water flows into the hands of land managers so they're tooled up with the knowledge to make regenerative agriculture work. Natural capital is at the forefront of the agricultural industry and permaculture is at the centre of all impact marathon projects across our race series. A lot has changed in 18 years since that walk. My hair has moved from my head to my face. Tim's hair has remarkably gotten even more lush and full. But two things remain that are key. One is our friendship and our deep love of long walks and chatting through ideas. And the other is the fact that I was wrong in nearly everything I thought when he talked to me about permaculture back then. Within Greening the Desert, we see this powerful story of environmental sustainability and hope. It's more than agricultural success. It's a beacon of inspiration challenging us to rethink our relationship with the environment it shows that even in the most challenging conditions with the right approach, we can create sustainable, productive and vibrant ecosystems. Through this, the project has been able to provide for their community, both through jobs and through home garden creation that has taken permaculture techniques and miniaturized them into the size of half a water tank, enabling families to grow abundant food with minimal, minimal water. Never was the impact of this concept more pronounced than during those days of lockdowns with supermarkets closed, this small community was able to provide for each other with their excess food, grown in the harshest of physical environments at a time of some of the harshest human pressures we have known in our lifetimes. This story of transformation, resilience and hope is what we've been delving into today. It's a reminder that through working in harmony with nature, we have the power to not just sustain, but regenerate our world. Yet, I come back to that one point I mentioned before. Ten years. Ten years behind closed doors. With daily consistency, daily discipline, daily belief, before opening up for the world to see. Ten years of renewing their optimism each day to keep going, keep proving the power of their ideas and their systems. Keep investing, keep growing, keep going, keep growing, keep going, keep growing. And through that persistence, they've managed to address the key areas of nutrition, water conservation, natural practices, and income generation with financial stability. All essential elements for community resilience, community power. Green in the desert has been a catalyst for cooperation and learning and empowerment. And when communities come together around these projects, they're not just planting seeds in the soil, they're planting seeds of change, of growth, of hope, transitioning as a collective from powerless to powerful. And that is where we come full circle, back to our four elements of power that we've been focused on as an organization. That definition of power that stems from the experience of feeling powerless. It's far easier for you to feel powerless today than it is for you to feel powerful right now. It's far easier for you to walk into a supermarket and buy produce with no connection to where or how it was grown. And there are some key elements of that convenience that offers a huge amount of positive improvements in our lives. It is far easier 
for you to watch and read headlines play out where you feel the world is falling apart when there are actually a great deal more metrics to show what an incredible time it is to be alive right now. And there are some amazing benefits to that access to information and openness of media that offer a huge amount of positive improvements in your life from knowledge to genuinely fostering awareness and interested in the challenges that we're facing. But the convenience of core parts of your life, such as food and news stories, come at a cost. They do not connect you with the power of your community to make a change. In these two examples, the net result is not that you feel powerful. Indeed, in both times, we're faced with the reality that slowly, over time, we feel more and more powerless. To change that also takes time, and it isn't convenient. Discipline, diplomacy, shared visions, consistency, resilience are all required. Projects such as Green in the Desert and the Land App aren't successful simply because of the technical solutions. It's because they don't forget to put people at the heart of what is needed, how we interact with both the land and with each other. If we don't take care of the people in our community, no amount of good ideas will move us from powerless to powerful. It is in the people where we see the power shift. And I'll include links to Green in the Desert Land App and our Jordan Impact Marathon that's now open for registration to all our podcast listeners right now before opening publicly at the end of February. And in the next episode, we'll continue exploring the four elements that make up our vision for powerful. And it's going to be the power of unity. We'll see you there. And if you've enjoyed today's episode, please don't forget to share it with a friend, leave a review and subscribe to the show.